time with Kurtz and Middleton, ESPN 690. And we talk to you on a Wednesday from the River City. The hangover of Calvin Ridley, as we called it earlier. So much excitement still bleeding into overtime. Not a whole lot of conversation on actual Jags football. Well, I think we all know why that is. But anyway, we will talk some Jags football, maybe some Calvin Ridley. Uh, we got trivia today, Brian Milton? Yeah, we got trivia, man. We do. You got a new contestant up, man. You got somebody who is uh, more than capable. Oh. I, I got to be real with you, Casey. I got faith in you. Lowry! But I tell you what, I'm sorry, man. You know what's happening right now. Action News Jax is actually on right now. And I can do both, right? I can run the show and just glance over every now and then. I got to tell you, man, the news is normally about uh, pretty bad stuff. But what's happening right now on the screen... That's for me and Casey to know. That's all I got, Casey. Okay. Trivia today. What, what's next? I don't know. That's why I was asking you. But okay, oh, we okay. got trivia. We got trivia today. It's all for good. For your defense, we got for your defense today. Yeah. All good. Uh, those are the things coming up before seven o'clock. We will take you until that point, and then at that point, we will hand off to ESPN's coverage of the World Series. The Phillies lead two games to one. So we will uh, talk about that a little bit as we go along, as well. But the one thing we haven't done a lot, as I mentioned is talk about the Jags and the Raiders. They are going to play football this week. I know it got lost yesterday, and obviously on Monday you don't really talk about the week ahead. You talk about the, the thing that just happened. Uh, the Jags for the first time, and it feels like in a while, I could be wrong, but I feel it feels like it's first time in a while, that they haven't taken a bye after London, so they will come back and they will play the Raiders, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, here at home in Jacksonville. The Raiders are struggling football team. The Jags are struggling football team. But... I don't think there's any question that on paper, the Raiders are a more talented team. Now, they have struggled maybe more than the Jags because last week they didn't even get across midfield until the fourth quarter. Okay, so the Raiders have their own type of thing going on. Their own struggles is what the Raiders got. But, you know, I don't think it's a great matchup for the Jags. They run the football well. They got two wide receivers, which tends to be a problem for the Jags because they really only have one corner right now. On the outside, at least, Hunter Renfro is going to play in the slot. Feel good about Darius Williams, okay. Devontae Adams, Tyson Campbell, it's going to be fun to watch. But Mac Hollins on the other side has continued to prove he's a pretty good receiver this year, and they're going to have to deal with that one way or another. Josh Jacobs running the football well. Jags have struggled with that as well. Brian Middleton, on paper, the Raiders are a more talented team. But... Do you believe that the Raiders are in a better position to win this football game than the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday? No. No, they're, they're about on equal ground. It, it, the reason why I would agree initially with, okay, on paper, could you lean toward the Raiders? I guess you can make an argument for it. But when we get to a team that's on equal footing, what are the nitpicky things that we can look at that could potentially make the difference in the game? And I would argue, you got to think the coaching. You got to think at head coach, we got an advantage. I know people don't agree with everything that Doug Peterson has done, but you got to think, as opposed to uh, uh, Josh McDaniels. Yes, Come on now. I would agree. If it's, if it's in the fourth quarter, which you don't want to hear, and it's a one-score game, I know you don't want to hear the scenario, Jacksonville. 
But you got to think with such equal teams, even though the Jags have lost to lesser teams in the fourth quarter of the season, you got to think that they're due and they would have the advantage of the coach actually putting them in the right positions. And then on at that point, it'd be for them to execute. So Casey, I don't necessarily lean towards that sentiment that, you know, the Raiders have uh, a huge advantage over the Jags. If you're just looking at it from a paper standpoint, from a matchup standpoint, because I think that they're more equal than, than not. And then I think when you get into the actual coaching aspect, who can outcoach whom, and who can hopefully put their team in better positions to hopefully execute. So I, I think that that falls with the Jags. Maybe I'm a homer, though. Maybe I'm biased. What do you think? I think, they, I think the Jags have a better coach, but I think he needs to have a good week because I think it's been back-to-back weeks that have not been very good for Doug Peterson on the football field. So, yes, I think they have the better coach, as in the Jags, but he needs to have a good week on all kinds of fronts, right? Put the yeah. quarterback in position to succeed. Out-coach the other team's coach who is not as good as you. I do not think that Nathaniel Hackett is a better coach than Doug Peterson. I don't think Brian Dable is a better coach than Doug Peterson, to be honest. But I'm telling you, the last two weeks, he has not had banner weeks as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So can he right the ship? Hopefully. But, Brian, when I look at this Raiders team, man, you know what they got? They got a whole Devontae Adams. And I know he's not having the year that he had in Green Bay and the years that he's had. Okay, that is fair enough. But they got a guy. Although I think Tyson Campbell can give him fits that Derek Carr can just loft it up there, and he's going to make a play. The Jags don't have that guy. And technically, the Raiders got two of those guys with Darren Waller, who is not having a good season, has been hurt a lot. I get all of that. But, you know, they got those guys. The Raiders, to me, are a team that on any given day can pop off for 40, can put up a lot of points on you in multiple different ways. This is a team that's 12th in the league in scoring points. Not top 10. But 12th out of 32 is pretty good. It's actually really good. So I'm, I would not be surprised if the Raiders came out and scored a bunch of points because they have a really good running back. They have good weapons. Right now, Derek Carr is honestly the one holding them back, in my mind, and the coaching as well. But their defense, Brian Middleton, is horrible. They give up a ton of points. And here's the crazy part. You know they signed Chandler Jones, like that Chandler Jones? From Arizona? Oh, yeah. Three years, $51 million. He has a half sack. One half sack in seven games. So he he got to the QB at the same time as somebody else. I got you. Once. Once. One single time. Okay. That is crazy. This, This defense all the way around is not good. Max Crosby is a great player. He has six sacks. Listen, this is crazy. Max Crosby has six sacks. He's a great player. They have two other guys with one and two guys with a half. No. Yeah. Max Crosby has six sacks. The Raiders have three. Yeah. Mm. That is insane. But that being said, Max Crosby could wreck a game. But if you can figure him out, if Cam Robinson and whoever's playing left guard, whether it be Shatley, whether it be whoever, can figure out a way to keep Max Crosby in check, then you got to feel good about the Jags' offense at least. At least. You think Devontae Adams is just sitting back just licking his chops or whatever it is that, you know, uh, really great players do when they they see a team that um, they could potentially really exploit? I guess Devontae Adams is like, th- there's only a handful of teams with corners that would even give me 
a moment's pause to really, you know, I would say worry, but be like, okay, I'm in for a game because he's he's just that good. But do you think that he's looking at the Jags right now and some of the big plays over the past month from guys who honestly, you know, they're not they're not number one receivers and they uh and they had a lot of success in key moments. You think he's thinking to himself, about to eat. I'm not even going to have dinner the night before. Now, Saturday night, I'm not having dinner because I'm going to eat all Sunday. And then I'm going to eat in the post game. So I just want to make sure that I'm a, I, I, my stomach is empty. You think he's doing that right now? So I actually would, would say no. Okay. Because, but I think somebody on their team is. I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, I don't know if Devontae Adams even knows who Tyson Campbell is. I guess he's watching film probably so he understands 32 is a good player. I think, I think you could... Watch this football game. If Tyson's on him as much as I think we all hope he is, right? Because there's no guarantee of that. But I think if Tyson follows Devontae Adams around, I don't think Devontae Adams will get the best of Tyson Campbell. I'm not saying he won't score a touchdown. I'm not saying he won't have a good amount of yards. But I don't think it would be a domination like if he was if he's on the other side of the field being guarded by whoever plays outside corner for the Jags on the other side. So I don't think he's licking his chops, but here who's probably should be. Mac Hollins. Hmm. Mac Hollins. If you're listening, if you haven't really followed what's going on with the Raiders or you don't play fantasy football, Mac Hollins is their second best receiver. 26 for 381 and two. Yeah. He is better than Hunter Renfro this year. Yeah. He is better than Darren Waller this year. He is better than uh, Foster Moreau, who's their other tight end. He's he's second on their team in receptions, in yards, and touchdowns as well. Mac Hollins is going to be on the other side. And I'm telling you, he's made big plays this year. Yeah. So if I'm Mac Hollins, I'm saying I'm going to go light on dinner because I need to be ready to make plays because they're going to go after it. The Jags have two weeks in a row have put that on tape. You go after the person who's not Tyson Campbell, you're going to make plays. Darius Slayton, Jerry Judy, big plays can be made by the other on the other side of the field that Tyson Campbell's not on. So I think Mac Hollins is the guy that's saying, yeah, I'm going to eat light dinner, no dessert. I'll take water as well. Be real with you. I'll eat some air. Hold the water. I'm good, actually, as it turns out. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And, uh, I, and I would play Mac Hollins in fantasy, by the way. I was about to ask you, is that one of your Celsius tips for picks, Casey Curse? It is. Fit. It is. You'll yeah. hear them in the morning. But Mac Hollins is definitely a Celsius tips for picks. He burned me one week. The one week I, I said, hey, Mac Hollins, he's a guy. And I think he had, like, zero receptions, whatever it is, if you haven't pulled up right now. He had, like, one or two. I was like, all right, well. I won't make that mistake again. And I made another mistake by not, you know, putting them back out there. Anyway, there you Casey, you make a great point. All the attention that's probably going to be, you know, on Devontae Adams, rightfully so. You know, so the other side of the field is like, hey, just please don't let him be the guy that beats us. But, you know, over the past, what, month, that's that's what happens. The other guy beats you. The main guy beats you. Then the other guy beats you again. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we had Michael Pittman. He was making catches, and all of a sudden, Alec Pierce was just having yes. a career day, just career catches. You know what I mean? And then, uh, like, even uh, last week, out there in Denver, Jerry Judy was catching stuff. And then my boy, uh, what's his name? Uh, the speedster. Hamler. Just, okay, well, you know, I guess he's, I guess he's good, too, because he's playing us. So, yeah, you know, that's a good point. Um, I guess you got to pick your poison, though. With something like that, especially when you are, I hate to say lacking, but there's clearly some issues to be fixed They're in the secondary. At the cornerback position. Right. So clearly some issues to fix in the secondary. You got to pick your poison. 
you'd be a fool to not put all of your focus on Devontae Adams mm-hmm. and just trust his hope, praise, scheme, that that backside is not going to kill you. But, yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very good point about Matt Collins, man. Yeah. So, then, so then what do the Jags do then? Drop eight? Drop nine? Rush two? Yeah, well, that's the dangerous game, right? Because then you got Josh J- Jacobs. Yeah. 5.6 a carry. They said, we're not going to resign you. He said, oh, bet, I'll have 676 in seven games. I need my money. 676 in six touchdowns, 5.6 every time he touches it. Getting involved in the passing game as well, over a buck 50 in the air. I mean, Josh Jacobs has been a really good player. So I think the Raiders, they present you so many problems. Here's the question. The Raiders are going to score points. There's no doubt. Can the Jags keep up? Because this defense is horrible. If the Jags can't score points against this defense, if you're you're probably already there, right? But if the Jags cannot score, I will say at will. They should be going up and down the field against a defense who's 25th in the league for points allowed. They give up 25 points a game. The Jags should be going up and down the field moving the football against this defense. If they're not, red flag. All right? There's been a lot of red flags so far this year, but that would be a problem. I mean, let's 24, 20, 30, 23, 24, 29, 24. The Jags have no business scoring less than 24 points in this football game. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying they have no business not doing so. So, well, Casey, another point that you make, uh, because you just you presented the issues that the Raiders give the Jags, and we don't have to rehash the issues that the Jags present teams, especially the Raiders. With even though, you know, again, you want to talk about lacking or lack of production over this past month, especially with uh, the passing game, but we've seen it clicking on cylinders and we've seen it clicking at certain times in some of these games during the losing streak. But to uh, something that we do, you know, usually on every, every week, talking about frustration with the fan bases, I think that's two reasons why both of these squads right here should have so much frustration especially if you're a Jags fan, but especially if you're a a Vegas Raiders fan because going into the year, the AFC West, the AFC West was supposed to be the NFC East or at least the AFC East. Mm -hmm. That's what the thought was going into it. Has not been that at all. And the way that the Raiders have had such a slow start, but even with the slow start, they've had some Jags moments where they have been winning in a game, confidently so, Mm -hmm. And then you look up at the end of four quarters or overtime, you're like, oh, okay, well, that's, a, that's another loss for us. We, we lost that game. Mm-hmm. We lost that game. So I think it just points to, you know, again, the, the amount of frustration that you, you're going to have if you're a fan of either one of these squads, Casey, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's a good amount of frustration going around with both of these squads. Brian Middleton, heck of a segue. Let's talk about the frustrated fan bases. We didn't get to it yesterday. I said let's get to it today, so let's do it now. Okay. Uh, the Raiders will make an appearance. All right. Um, but not right away. We started three, right? Talk about teams go from three to one. Three to one. I think I started with power rankings. Why don't you start with the frustrated fan bases? All right, Casey Kurtz. I got mine. Uh, we out. We going to the West Coast, Casey. You know okay. where I'm going already. Going to the West Coast. I don't know what's happening in Los Angeles, okay? Lakers are one and five. Rams are are just uh, mediocre at best. Mm-hmm. At best. And they need to throw a couple of more first-round picks for Brian Burns, but that won't plug up the hole. I don't know what's going on. Now nah, I just read a, I mean, I read something where uh, your boy might be, he was uh, he was hurt a little bit. He was nicked up a bit. 
uh, what's your boy, Cooper Cup? Yes, Cooper Cup is hurt. And I'm just like, you know what, man? I get the Super Bowl hangover, but I thought that was for the team that lost. I mean, was Von Miller that big a deal to that team? I, I don't know. I don't get it, man. I'm like, Aaron Donald, you should have retired. I mean, if I'm a Rams fan, Casey Curtis, I'm frustrated through the moon. So I also have the Rams at number three, and let me add on to this. Hey, there you go, Casey Curtis. The Rams have scored the least amount of points in the NFC. Think wow. about that. The Carolina Panthers have scored more points than the Los Angeles Rams. The Commanders have scored more points than the Los Angeles Rams. Every team in the NFC has scored more points than the Los Angeles Rams. And to your point, yeah, you just won the Super Bowl, and the team for the most part is the same, the most part. Von Miller is not. Odell Beckham Jr. is not. But, well, Cam Akers, I guess, isn't playing, so you can throw him in there. But you kept the quarterback. Jalen Ramsey's still there. A lot of your talent. Aaron Donald, still there. Still there. Same coach. Your coach didn't leave. At all. Scheme. The same. Everything's the same. So the Rams, the Rams fans have to be frustrated because the Seattle Seahawks are in first place in that division. I give them a lot of credit for what they're doing. Gino! But the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Rams are all looking up at the Seahawks by multiple games. So, yeah, the the Rams fans at the bare minimum have to be mad about how that thing's playing out. I got the Rams at three as well. Yeah, Casey. Uh, well, I didn't realize that with the uh, amount of points they scored, though. That's now that's insane. That's an insane stat. One hundred and eighteen points. It's like it's not even close. Like it's their. Let me look. The next closest. Uh, you got a couple of teams that have scored like 140, and they've scored 118. They might need to Steve Nash, somebody up in there, because be interesting. Thing. All right. Uh, next up at number two, Casey Kerr's. I got uh, my secondary favorite team for the time being, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Got to be real with you, man. You were a DJ Moore helmet, uh, a kicker, a missed field goal, or a missed uh, extra point away from being a half game out of first in your division. Granted, division is trash. Okay, as, as high as I am on the Falcons and their upswing, and I know you got the GOAT there doing kind of not GOAT things with the team, with the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, but you were there. Huh? An amazing pass by P.J. Walker to get yeah. to D.J. Moore. A great catch by D.J. Moore, by the way. I'm great not going to take anything from him. But apparently, someone said he did the same thing in college. He's a good player. That cost that, but it, when he took the helmet off oh. too in college and cost the team. I mean, I guess it was more so the kicker or whatever happened. I didn't go look it up, but I was like, you mean he did this before? <sighs> and I mean, listen, they're doing a rebuild, kinda. I guess you know, in Charlotte, and, and, and it's just gonna get more momentum. They're gonna be letting go of more pieces. But holy smokes, man, to be almost a half game out of first. That would have been something good for Steve Wilkes and those guys. Yeah. Uh, you got to be frustrated if you're just in Charlotte at all. But uh, I got Carolina Panthers at number two, Casey Kurtz. Let me take you through the month of October for Detroit Lions fans. <laughs> they lost a football game 45-48 to 48 to the Seahawks in which they thought they were going to win. Yep. Leading in that game. They then go to New England and lose 29-0. to zero. Mm. Whoa. They then go to Dallas and lose, as, you know, normally they would. Yeah. And then you go last Sunday and are beating the Dolphins by multiple scores. Yeah, the Dolphins. And lose 31 to 27 because you don't know how to finish a game. And listen, I know the Detroit Lions are, are used to losing. Rich Jones, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I know you're a Lions fan. 
The Lions have scored 173 points, but they've given up 225. Yeah. They're right there. Yeah. And then you're right there in a game. You, you score 40 points and lose. That's tough to do, right? And then you get shut out by Bailey Zappi and the boys. The Lions fans are just on an emotional roller coaster. They're one and six. I don't even know if they need a quarterback, but they're going to have the opportunity to get one. Lions fans, five in a row. I understand it. It's a rough October for them. Hopefully November's better, but I got the Lions at number two. All right, Casey Kurtz, uh, this one right here is going to be a broken record, but it's it, it needs to be said, man, this was the first time I really felt it uh, as a Jags fan where I was just like, can we just fast forward to next season? And, and I don't mean that, but it was just an initial emotion. Uh, when I saw that Trevor Lawrence interception. I don't want to rehash it. I'm just saying the the first one uh, uh, in the end zone, I, I got to be real with you, Casey. Curse the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. The fan base is, that's not me being biased. You should be the most frustrated. Casey just laid out the Detroit Lions in their actual month of despair. Listen, the Jags were up on the Broncos in the fourth quarter. The Jags were up on the Giants in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. The Jags were up on the Colts in the fourth quarter. And now I'm losing track of what they lost to. They were tied up with the Texans in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, you, I, and that's, I spelled that out. Write that out. That's how I felt. Yes. Uh, and now I have a, a bit of anxiety for this next game against the Raiders, to be real with you. If it's, if we're up in the fourth quarter and it's a one-score game, I'm going to want them to win. I have no faith that we're going to close out that game. Ain't that something? That's something. So I got the Jacksonville Jaguars right now this week after eight weeks of play. Frustrated fan bases. We're the most frustrated right here, Casey. Not not to the Raiders. I got the Raiders at number one who come into town this week. I just want to reiterate what I said at the start of the show. The Las Vegas Raiders with Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and Derek Carr did not get across midfield until the fourth quarter of a game they were shut out in. For three quarters of the football game, they thought the field was only 50 yards long because they could not get to the other side. They lost 24 to nothing. It is hard to not score a point when Devontae Adams is on your team. He had one catch for three yards. And again, to reiterate from the start of the show, Chandler Jones signed a deal for three years, $51 million dollars. He has a half sack more than I do. Only a half sack. Okay? And I'm not saying I can get a half sack, but at least let me try. Well, I'm not saying you're not saying you can't get one. If someone can hold somebody up long enough, I can get there. Okay? A half sack. The Raiders fans have to be annoyed. The only saving grace is they're in Las Vegas, and there's plenty of things to do in Las Vegas outside of watch this terrible football team. They don't know about the coach. The quarterback, they don't know about either. But the Las Vegas Raiders fans have to be frustrated as they come to Jacksonville. Number one, most frustrated fan base. All right, Casey. Well, you know what? That's good. That's a good wrap-up because I got eight seconds of music left. How about that? Oh, let it. There you go. Beautiful. Wow. Well done. Yeah. We'll get some other music together because we got to go to break. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz, frustrated fan bases. And at the top, the two teams that play here in Jacksonville this week. We'll have to see how that one plays out. He has a half sack more than I do. He's getting paid $51 million. I mean, come on, somebody. Let me try at least. Holy cow. I think we got trivia on the other side. Overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. We'll be right back.
with Kurtz and Middleton, ESPN 690. Brian Middleton is the broadcast on. Casey Kurtz is me, and we take you up until 7 o'clock when the World Series coverage goes underway. Brian Middleton, you were texting me last night during the World Series. I didn't see that one coming. But, boy, them Phillies were bashing now. Hey, it was Phillian, man. Them Phillies is Phillian. I tell you what, the Astros for sure didn't know what was coming last night, so you can confirm they weren't cheating. So that's good. <laughs> now, I'm, the Phillies, though. Phillies might have been cheating. The way that Bryce Harper calling people over, like, hey. He was hey, tipping his pitches, hey, hey, man. Hey. They knew what was coming because uh-huh. he was tipping his pitches. Okay. Two to one lead in the series for the Phillies. Two games to go for a World Series championship. First one since 2008 when they beat the Tampa Bay Rays. They sure did. I remember it well. Yeah, they did. Broke my heart. Beat them down to the flow. Okay. Okay. Settle down. Anyway. Uh, that'll be coming up at 7 o'clock. Now, Ryan Middleton, have you set up some competition for me in trivia? Absolutely, Casey Kurtz, first and foremost. Listen, I want to tell you this right here, okay? I'm very excited. I'm very excited about your matchup because you've been going through the building, and you've won some and you've lost some, but you've been like the Jags. You've been competitive. I have. In all, the, in all of your matches. I collapse matchups. most of the time. You do. Last right? week I was up like 3-1 to one and lost. Yeah, man. I got to be real with you. This may, be the, this may be the first time where it's like you might not have a chance. I believe in you, okay? Now, I do want to say this. Yeah. Everyone from the building that you've gotten on, uh-huh. I have felt like I'm smarter than them. Every single time. That is not what the results say, though. I know it's not. Okay. I so, swear, but I swear here's to make the thing. Sure. Oh, As okay. I identify people in the building, uh-huh. I am running out of people that I'm like, you know what? I'm smarter than you. I feel good about it. So what I'm saying is mm-hmm. I feel like whoever you have for me today, I'm going to be like, well, I don't feel like I'm smarter than that person. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Okay. See? Prove yourself. Now I'm Prove worried. yourself. Now I'm But let me just go ahead and do a quick intro, okay? okay. Uh, your matchup, Casey Kurtz. Hills from right here in the building. Okay. okay. Good. You can you can hear him on Hot 99.5 weeknights, okay. okay? Some call him the Chris Paul of promotions, the point man. I do not feel like I'm smarter than this person. Okay. We're uh, going to have, let me get him on the line right now. I mean, you probably should have called him already. Yeah, I probably should have. We got, we got Devin Buckner. Oh, boy. Yo, Devin, what's get, going on? There we uh, go. There we go. I'm clapping up since your opponent doesn't want to clap it up. I'll clap it up. All right, yeah, yeah. Devin, thanks for coming what on the show. Introduction. Wow. Hey, man, listen, man, it was, it's meant, it's meant to be, man. You know what I mean? When you move in, uh, the way that you move in this building, man, the way that you move in Jacksonville, I got to give appropriate introduction. But, uh, yeah, so Casey, this is your matchup. I don't feel good about this. You shouldn't feel good about it, okay? I'm going to go over the instructions one more time like I'm a boxing referee, okay? All right, what you It's got? Uh, one point per question. As soon as you know the answer, you can blurt it out. You don't have to wait for me to finish the question. If by some chance your op gets the question wrong, I will finish the entire question so that you have the chance to actually answer it. Okay. You guys have any questions beforehand? No. No. All right. All right. Let me get this music up. Uh, here we go. Every week. All right. I just disappoint myself. Here we go again. All right. And your family, too. And your family. What? Blue, your dog, I mean, golly. Just just ask the questions. First question. Um, LeBron James, also known as the greatest basketball player to ever do it, has had a long and prosperous career. Where did he play basketball in college? He didn't play in college. What just happened? Well done. (laughs) Well done. See, this One nothing. Devin. Okay. Uh, here we go. Next up. I knew that, by the way. I oh. thought it was a trick. Great job. I didn't know. What... 
Good job, Casey. Shut up. All right, next up. <laughs> Ask the questions. Who said, I sell ice in the winter, I sell fire in hell, I'm a hustler, baby, I sell water to a well? Jay-Z. It's tough. What is happening? <laughs> it's tough. It's the first quarter, Casey. Don't worry about it. It's 2 nothing. All I right? am getting whacked. Uh, not, not yet. Not yet, okay? This is the Jags every Sunday. 2 nothing. Here we go. <laughs> Speaking of the Jags, Calvin Ridley is the newest member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And before that, he was with the Atlanta Falcons. Prior to that, he spent his time in college at the University of Alabama. Who was his head coach? Saban. Crazy. I mean, 2-1. 2-1. All right. You almost got it, by the way, Devin, because I almost yelled Alabama because I thought I knew where he was going. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I've learned my lesson, though, because he does this to me all the time. Anyway. All right. Next up. <clears throat> This well-known food is a type of layered pastry that usually has a sweet fruit filling. It first became popular in the 18th century and is a staple of German cuisine. A Danish? Boy, that's a good guess. That's a good uh, guess, but that is... Oh, ah, I don't need the question again. Okay. If this is right, I got to give props to Aaron Schachter, who orders them every day for lunch. Is it a turnover? Oh, you're close. No. It's a strudel, man. A strudel. Yeah, see, uh, see, Devin knows. Yeah, did you hear how he said that? I he knows it. Heard him. Okay, just want to make I'm sure. Still getting waxed. Still two one. Next up. It's not good. The Phillies' Bryce Harper won the NLCS MVP in the past round of the MLB playoffs against the Padres. Mm -hmm. If he were to win World Series MVP this round, he'd be only the ninth person to win that honor in this playoff run in the same playoff run excuse me okay who was the last player to do that yeah like mm. a year or something i do but I'm, I'm not gonna say that it's recent though i will say that <laughs> all right that's fair all right. oh man who's one recently uh i feel like this would be something you would do i don't think it's the right answer but juan soto Close. I'm close. No, you're not. I just wanted to say is, that. Is it that team? <laughs> is right. it from that year? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw a guess out there, and I, I, I already know this is going to be incorrect. I don't know. Uh, Aaron Judge. I don't know. Just throwing a, a name out there. Man, I want to hit the right answer. So, oh. He said Aaron Judge. Yeah. It was uh, Corey Seager, the 2020 uh, Dodgers. Yes. Shortstop. Yeah, against the race. Yeah. The again? Again? Shut up and ask the question. All right, Come next on. up. Next up. Oh, yes, yeah, I got to get this right. Again. Hold on. Hey, we got an audio file that I want you guys to hear right here. All right. It's a, um, is this Jeopardy? It's an audio question? Yeah, here we go. Okay. Name this country singer who had this hit back in 2014. Hopefully this is not too loud. But I'll drink it's very loud. I'm sorry? It's very loud is what I said. Oh, sorry. It, it, I don't know. Um, oh, boy. Okay, guys. It's not Cole Swindell, right? I don't, is that your guess? <laughs> yeah, that's my guess. Yes. Oh! Georgia Southern's own Cole Swindell. Oh! It's tied up, guys. 
Now, in fairness, Devin, when he played that at a thousand decibels, you <laughs> didn't bad. scream the answer, All right? right? I like, did you have AirPods in? Did you have AirPods My in, man? Recovered. I was, yeah, that was trouble. Yep. Okay. Oh. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to play it quite so loud. <laughs> Uh, but it's 2-2. You would have thought we're the country station around here. Holy cow. Here we go, man. Uh, next up. Lori, can't even say the call letters. Lori Markinen, forward for the surprisingly good Utah Jazz, is getting busy on the court so far this season, averaging 22.5 points, nine boards a game. Now, he came over in the Cleveland trade, but what team initially drafted him? Chicago Bulls. There you go. 3-2. I'm going to keep it. Keep it real with you, Devin. You could have took all day. <laughs> Right? If the question would have been, who does Laurie Marketing play for now, you still could have had all day. Okay. All right. Just to confirm. Laurie Marketing. What, what are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> Raleigh is the state capital of what, of what state? North Carolina. Wow. I'm glad someone came on here and knows their state capitals. There we go. This is 4-2. sports show. Next up, Travis Etienne is four yards away from being top five in the NFL in rushing yards. The last Jack to finish top five in rushing was Leonard Fournette back in 2017. Who is the last Jaguar to lead the league in rushing yards? MJD? Oh, oh wow. Maurice Jones-Drew back in 2011, 1,600 yards. He's on the show every Monday. Three o'clock. <laughs> Mo Mojo Mondays. Mojo Mondays. All right, uh, next up. Oh, this is not good. What's that, 5-2? Five, five, it's 5-2. Okay. to two. Okay, all right. Just ask the questions. Now, this one's a little bit difficult, so I'll repeat it if oh, you want me to. Larry Markkinen started his career. Who the cares? The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles are the last undefeated team so far this season at 7-0. Name the last NFL team to be the last team to lose their first game in the regular season that also went on to win the Super Bowl that same year. Does that make sense? Not even a little. Okay. So what I'm saying is, since Philly will be the last team to lose their first game. Ah, okay. Okay, name the last team to that be. That was undefeated the longest and won the Super Bowl. That's why you should run for office, man. You make it so much clearer. Um, Patriot? It's actually a good guess because they won. Oh. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Uh, is it reset? Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's in the 2000s. Yeah, so. You suck. Uh, going undefeated isn't, so long isn't a plus, by the way, guys. Philly fans. Uh, I don't even know who. Pittsburgh. Nope. It was the 2006 Colts. They went 9-0. and or lost their uh, first game. 2006, I know. So all you Philly fans are so happy about being 7-0. I was 9 <laughs> ask questions. I mean, this is... This. All right, so listen, now it's the end of the regular question. Great. Right now... Awesome. Oh, not, hold on. Hold on, I man. I know the rules. Now listen. Shrot. I know. So listen, you have the option being up 5-2 to two right now, uh, Devin. So you have the mm -hmm. option to just take your win. Or we do have a tiebreaker. Now the tiebreaker is worth four points, meaning if Casey were to get this... He will have won this round of Are You Smarter Than Casey Kurtz. Nobody will think less of you if you're just like, nah, I beat him in the regular uh, season, and I don't need no tiebreaker. But, you know, if you want to really rub it in, you take the tiebreaker, get it right, and bust yes, his head wide open. I was going to say, you, you do have the opportunity to win by, like, nine points now. If you take For sure. It. And I respect that, but yep. a win, the win, whether it's by nine or it's by three. Yes, that's um, the right answer. Take my, my Kevin Durant route. 
Oh boy! Oh man! I tell you what, man. What was man. the question anyway? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We got some time. You so, still win either way, Dad. Here's the question, all right? And I respect, I respect the play. I'd have done the same thing. The notation of a squared plus b squared. Are is, you stop? Cut it. Cut. Cut the question. Equals c squared is cut called what? The question. We're done. <laughs> Nobody knows. Bring, bring the Devin wins music. Oh, cut. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah, squared right. b. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. give him his props. Yeah, there you go. So, hey, so Devin, listen, man. I want to tell you what, man. I don't know if you can hear that music well. I don't want to bust your eardrums out. He's but already deaf. It's the, the winning. The he, he really is. But listen, man, you won fair and square. You got all kinds of answers across all kinds of subject matter, whether it be state capitals, NFL, NBA. You did your thing, man. You got any words for the listeners out there or for your opponent? Casey Kirk. First off, first off, thank you for having me on. Second off, Casey, very good job. I got a little concerned when the country questions came out. Yeah. And I'm glad I passed on that math question. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if anybody else wants to get some smoke, just let me know. Woo! Talk that talk. That's fair. Young King, talk that talk. That's fair. I got whoops in this round. Usually I lose on a technicality or cheating or something like that. This time I really got beat. Dang. Hey, man. But it happened. Hey, but here's the upside before we get into the break, Casey. Yes. You got social games tomorrow, and you're undefeated at that. That's it's true. me and maybe Marcus if it gets too bad out here on, you know, on my head. So, you know, That's a fair. win's coming probably. Yeah, but not today. Devin, thanks for playing. We appreciate you. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> that is Devin. Man, I got waxed. That was not good, Brad Middleton. I tried to help you out, man. <laughs> When? At what point in time did you try to help me out? Oh, when you guessed Cole Swindell. Maurice Jones Drew, you, you talk about every week. I know. That was bad. I'll give you that. That was a bad one. But, like, first of all, just go to break. I don't have time for this. We'll do it in the break. Overtime with Curtis Middleton. We'll be right back. Time with Kurtz and Middleton. A couple of minutes to go on the program. We got the World Series coming up in just about 10 minutes' time. The Phillies and the Astros. First pitch will be around 8, but the coverage starts at 7 o'clock. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz. Brian Middleton, for your defense, we got a couple minutes, so hit the gavel or the music. The music is what we hit first. Yep. Let it, let it breathe. Let it breathe. I know we don't have a lot of time, but let it breathe. Hit it down. All right, here we go. For your defense, Brian Middleton, uh, I'll give you. I'll give you mine first. Is that cool with you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but the uh, the college football uh, ranking system. You know, the top four. They put it out. Yeah. Uh, the four that matter. The playoff four. Tennessee Volunteers are number one. I'll save you the time, but that's not what I'm asking you about. I think they have set this up for a possibility for Alabama not to get in. They're on the outside looking in right now. Obviously, Tennessee and Georgia play this weekend. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to defend. I want you to defend the rankings committee because right now you got a Georgia team in and you got a Tennessee team in. Both of those teams could go. Obviously, Alabama will have a say in it. I want you to defend the committee in their decision to keep Alabama on the outside and the idea that Tennessee and Georgia could both go to the playoff and go. 
Yeah, well, first and foremost, we know that the SEC is head and shoulders above all the other conferences, no matter how many new teams they add from outside of their region, uh, you know, uh, Big Ten or Big 25 or whatever. My point is this, though. Uh, Alabama is the reason they're ranked where they're ranked right now. The committee is just going based off of what's happened so far, kind of like our power rankings. But as long as Alabama takes care of business the rest of the way, they'll be in. The committee won't keep them out with one loss if they're the SEC champion. They can. Okay. Hendon Hooker for uh, MVP. Or, I mean, Heisman. for Heisman. And MVP might as well be. Give okay. them to him. All right, Casey Curtis, here we go. Uh, accused of uh, suspect managing defend your boy Dusty Baker for keeping Lance McCullers Jr. on the hill last night during uh, Game 3 of the World Series. McCullers setting the dubious record of being the first pitcher to allow five home runs in a World in a world Series game and go. Dusty Baker's a legend for a reason. Dusty Baker has seen more baseball than most people ever will and managed more baseball and played more baseball than most people ever will. And it's as simple as this. When you're getting rocked, when you do not have your best stuff in a playoff series, guess, and you know what? The Astros are a great team, but can we score all those runs? I don't know. That's what Dusty's saying. And you know what? We're going to live to fight another day. I'm not going to burn my bullpen arms. We got mm. lucky with the rain day. I can save some other arms if I don't put them in this game. Lance, listen, bro. You had a couple of years off for injury. You're going to have to take one for the team. Try to get me some outs if you can, but I'm leaving you in there because we need someone to eat up some innings. Uh, before you go on, because I know you got to get out for the show, uh, let me just ask you this one more thing. Dusty Baker doing some research. 14 managers of the years in 25 years of managing. 14 out of 25 years, he's won manager of the year. Mm-hmm. It, that's crazy, isn't it? Like, yeah. That's insane, isn't it? I just, I just thought that was an interesting fact when you said that Dusty Baker, you know, he's a, he's a legend. You didn't say that thing right there. But does that play on the psyche of the pitcher, though, even if they understand the fact that, hey, we don't want to burn through the bullpen, we no, probably Mc- can't get you. McCullers is done in the series. They won't pitch him again. Gotcha. I don't think. I mean, they could in theory. He's usually good, right? And I got love for Lance McCullers. He's from Tampa. Uh, I worked out with him once, so like, really, yeah, he's a good dude, right? And he uh, do that in there. He wow. was okay. He was really his dad was a major leaguer and was super close with my band teacher, Mr. Childs. Right? Mr. Childs, yeah, yeah, Perry. Yeah. So uh, you know, a lot of connections to Lance. I felt bad seeing him get rocked, but I don't think they pitch him again in this series because they've already said Verlander pitching game five. Uh, then you would have Valdez in game six, so they're covering tonight. I'm not even sure who's pitching tonight. I think Javier, but not 100. percent I doubt. Judging what happened last night, they bring him back for a game seven. Gotcha. Now, I don't know if they have a better option. I think Javier's really good. So if you get to seven and Javier pitches well tonight, then you could do that and it makes sense. But I don't think we see McCullers again because he's tipping his pitches and he got rocked. But, yeah, I think Dusty, again, Dusty understands it. I'm not going to burn an arm when I got this guy who, you know, he's going to get three outs eventually. And the, the Phillies were dealing, by the way. So, like, I know you have faith in your team. But, like, were they going to score all those runs? Probably not. Just live to fight another day. Dusty Baker will be a Hall of Famer, to your point. stat you just gave us a good one. But people are like, hey, you know, he needs to win the World Series to get in the Hall of Fame. Like, I don't think that's it. I think he's going either way. Dusty's been a legend. He took over this team when the cheating scandal happened. And, you know. Kept it rolling. Wrote, yeah, I mean, he has him in a great spot. So, I like Dusty Baker. Um, I think he made the right decision last night. But 
that is how I defend Dusty Baker for your defense on a Wednesday overtime with Kurtz and Middleton. And we are done. The World Series, though, is coming up next. Can the Phillies take a 3-1 to lead? Will the Astros get back into the series? You find out tonight, and you hear it right here on ESPN 690. Have a great night, everybody. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. Is it too much to ask?